are listening to a Hive Talk Live stinger. Buzz Buzz. Yes, welcome in, Hornets fans. This is a Saturday sit-down, something that uh, we started last Saturday and will continue through the rest of this season, as uh, along with, once the season starts, some Saturday recap shows. A uh, very special guest on this Saturday sit-down. Uh, you may, if you listened to last week's episode, you may have heard us drop his name during the Nick Batum translation segment. Uh, we have JB from PosterDunk.com and the Poster Dunk podcast coming to us from France. JB, welcome in. Yeah, thank you for having me here. We tried to get you into the studio, but apparently the, the flights are a little expensive from France, so we'll, we'll settle for this, this Skype conversation, but we really, uh, we really thank you for coming in because, I mean, I don't think that a lot of Hornets fans, including really us, when the, when the trade happened with Nick Batum uh, coming to the Hornets, knew a lot about his background. Of course, a lot of NBA fans know about his work in Portland, uh, but he does a lot with the French national team, and, and we wanted to bring you on to talk about that uh, along with some other things. So um, let's start with the, the French national team, and because and, he's been playing since what? He's been on the under-18 teams I mean, when, yeah, uh, yeah. how long have you been following Nick Batum? Well, he's he's uh, starting to be to to be famous around 2006 or five. He won the gold uh, gold medal uh, on the under 18 uh, French national team. Uh, it was in 2006, so he started to be famous around around that time. He was a pro already at Le Mans, so yeah, he's been around for quite a long time now in France. But that's crazy though. He he like Tony Parker. He's uh, one guy that always come to to the French uh, summers. Uh, he's willing to do everything for the for the French national team. So we like it for that. Very involved in in French national team. Yes, he's very involved in the French national team. In fact, at media day, he talked about how he's been playing like adult sized NBA player since he was fifteen years old. Can you tell us anything about that? Well, uh, <laughs> yes, because uh, he he's quite thin. Like he's he's not the 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 very strongest or the, the biggest player on the court, but uh, he's always been very competitive and playing for big, against bigger players and and stronger players all all the time. It's been like ten years now. When he arrived in the NBA, he the question was, can he sustain a good level a good level against uh, bigger players? And actually, he did. Now he's playing with the Hornets, of course, but. Uh, it's been, I think, 2009, so it's been six years in the NBA at Portland, and and everything is going fine physically for him, and uh, he grew up actually competing against bigger players, so that's a familiar uh, environment for him. Before we get into Nick Batum's performance with the French national team at Eurobasket, maybe in years past too, uh, give us a sense of what uh, the international a what the international game is like. Uh, compared to the NBA game, and B, the style of play that the French national team plays? Um, well, the international game is, I think, uh, not really more competitive, but uh, it's very interesting. It's a lot of tactics, and, and a lot of uh, coaches' decisions are really... This is really important to know, because you only play 40 minutes, so you have less positions and, and you need to do the difference one way or another and, and the tactics and, and it's, it's a less more physical actually than what we expect from the NBA. 
but it's very interesting, very hot, and the teams are competing. Uh, if France plays Serbia or Lithuania, or uh, there's a great, great level in Europe or in the world. So this is very interesting. He grew up in the international play, uh, so this, I think it made it better. Uh, France team, um, well, the influence is of course the Spurs. Uh, they are very important for the French national team. Tony Parker and Boris Dio, of course, uh, but some other French player played there, uh, Nando De Colo, uh, who was the who was the leader <laughs> during this uh, this summer's uh, tournament, Eurobasket. But France is um, defense first, and then offense. We had a lot of troubles to to make a good offense this year. Very complicated. Uh, Tony Parker was not good. Nicolas Batum was not good. <laughs> um, it's hard to say, but uh, yeah, we didn't play well on offense, so we went to the semifinals playing defense only, which is very important. Yeah, yeah. You say Nicolas Batum did not play well. Six of thirty-five from beyond the arc—that's seventeen percent—and he missed some crucial free throws against Spain in overtime. Though he did send the team to overtime yes. with a three-point shot. So. He he talked to us at Media Day, and, and, and I asked him about the struggles from beyond the arc, and, and he really leaned on this idea that he had a different role with the French national team than he's had in years past at the 2012 Olympics and at the FIBA, FIBA. How is it FIBA or FIBA? Settle an argument between David and I. No, we, we say FIBA. FIBA. Okay, then David's right. Dang. Um, <laughs> um, but... He said that he had a different role. Can you explain that? Well, from the the, the 2012 Olympics, uh, he was just a shooter, straight shooter. Uh, he was known for the offensive capacities, but now he's a leader. He has to do much more than what he did. And, and people actually are expecting from him to create so off the ball, on a, with the ball. Uh, he has to to show some... Offensive capacity is more than what he used to do. He's not a straight shooter anymore. Uh, pick and roll situations, he has to do better and he has to do much more uh, because Tony Parker is actually sitting more minutes. And uh, and yeah, this is what actually went really bad because uh, he had poor decision making uh, uh, this year, and 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 that that cost us a lot. But last year, for example, at the FIBA tournament for when France won the uh, bronze medal. In the in the championships, the world championships, um, he was actually playing good for the last two games, uh, thirty-one points uh, on average, and playing well and being a leader. And being a leader, so this year he tried that and he, he, it failed. Actually, I don't know how to how to put that, but maybe too much pressure playing in front of uh, thirty thousand people in Lille can can make you think about it. Well, let's talk about that. I mean, how are the fans? In France, what is their attitude towards the team? Is it is it are, do they keep them sort of on a short rope, uh, so to speak, or you know are they rabid fans? What kind of fans uh, make up the, the the French national team fans? Uh, well, those are crazy fans. They they are not very demonstrative, and a lot of uh, French French basketball fans they're just discovering the sport, which is uh, we need patience to to teach people what basketball is uh, from the NBA to, to Europe. There's a huge difference. Um, but but French national fans, they're really, um, how can I put it, faithful. Like we always follow and we embrace our leaders because Tony Parker has been here since 2001. So it's been 15 years already, or like 14 summers. 
which is a lot playing in the NBA, going to the finals, and then going to the to the French national team. So we embrace embrace the leaders, and and we love this team. Like French people love love the French players, <laughs> and and Batum, yeah, he had difficulties with uh, with the the fans because he always speaks uh, louder than the others, and he wants to be the best wing player at the World Championships and. He wants to score, I don't know, 20 points a game for, uh, from one tournament. And, and yeah, so um, as he's a media person, uh, people see him a lot. So they expect a lot from him. And I've seen some critics yeah, this year during September. Some people were criticizing his role and, and what he can give us or give the French national team. Expand on that a little bit. What are the French critics say about Batum's ability to fill that expanded role? Well, uh, Betum's main uh, force and main, uh, main, main, yeah, main force is the, his defense, and and sometimes he's just uh, forgetting that he can do that, and he needs to lead by the defense, and and yeah, some people just told, yeah, just say that uh, he's he's not very good on defense. He's always uh, getting uh, smarter on offense, but not getting back on defense, and and people are really really trying to have him being very good. On both that both that of the of the floor, um, so this is the main critics. Uh, yeah, he needs to play defense for forty minutes a game and for one game to another. The second one is the decision decision making, like uh, the passing decision skills, uh, decision making for offense shooting, uh, layups, three point shooting. Uh, last year in Portland, he took like fifty percent of his shots were from three pointers. And with France, uh, he's, I don't know, he's not getting to the basket. He's not um, creating offense and people are actually getting tired of him just taking three-point shots, very difficult three-point shots. So that's the two main, yeah, two main critics. Interesting. And again, he cites a, a changing role on this team. Do you think that that comment is in reference to but because you've you've heard more comments you know from from his interactions with the French media do you think those comments are in reference to uh his own changing role that that he puts on himself or maybe a changing role from the French national team oh i think it's both because uh we are actually witnessing a, a change of um uh, of, of players, Tony Parker and Boris Dior will be gone after the Olympics if France qualifies, which is not done yet, uh, of course. Um, and they will be gone. And, and Batum represents the new generation. And, and he, the, he's the leader and the best player in the new generation. Um, so this is, this is for, first of all, this is a change, change of generation. So he needs to be more of a leader. Second of all, I think after six years in Portland, He's just uh, witnessing for himself that he has bigger capacities and and he can sustain uh, have a great role in the NBA or maybe be the the third best player or second best player on a really good team. So he wants to do that and he he's really confident in himself. So this is I mean personal and uh, this is also a generation problem. With the French national team, has did he ever experience a bad tournament like this? Oh, uh, yes. He had some bad times uh, playing really bad. For example, in the in the Olympics in London, uh, when France got uh, eliminated by, by Spain, I don't know if you remember that or if you actually followed that, but he punched uh, 
a, sp a Spanish player. Uh, really, really hard actually. He, so, yeah, he played he played bad for for some times, but this one was the worst, I think. How did how do you think he responded to that? Because I think that's what if Hornets fans are paying attention to Eurobasket at all, and 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 are really put any stock into that performance, they want to know: Hey, is he going to bounce back? Is he going to come back from this and play well for the Hornets, learning lessons from this, or is this kind of thing going to continue? So, how do you think he bounced back from that that performance at the 2012 Olympics? Nicola Batum is a very honest uh, guy, and and after the bad performances and after the loss uh, against Spain, um, Tony Parker and him they all went out in the media and talked about their very bad tournament. So they are, and Nicola Batum first, uh, Nic uh, Batum is aware of uh, his level during this tournament. But one one thing is sure, he's very confident in himself. He trusts uh, he trusts himself and he trusts his skills. So I think he will bounce back very well. You'll see. You'll be very surprised. I think he'll he's gonna have a good season for for the Hornets because when something bad happens to him, he always bounces back. So keep an eye on him. Like not not he's not very. Uh, I don't know. From one game to another, he can be six out of ten from three point range, and the next game he can be one out of twelve. But still, he's very. He really wants to to play well after a bad tournament. That's one this is sure sure thing yeah i think it's a turning point in nicholas batum's career and it's all going to depend on how he responds to being a first or second option he really wasn't was he a first or second option with the french national team i, I felt like there were some other players like uh, uh, fournier and um, well, Decolo and and others that that seem to be more the the offensive threats. Yeah, this is crazy. Uh, he started the tournament being the second uh, second offensive option and the second option, uh, and he finished the tournament being maybe the fourth or fifth. Um, Nando Decolo was huge for France. Uh, he 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 played really really well and. And this is like he had a great season last year. I mean, he's gonna come back to the NBA. Keep an eye on Nando De Colo. He was he was very good. Um, but yeah, not, not maybe not even Fournier, for example. He he played bad during the tournament. He was poor decision making uh, too. But it's impressive how he went from the second option to the fourth option uh, on on sometimes. Even Boris Diaw took more shots shots than him, which is crazy when you think about it. Presto never shot, never do, shoot. Yeah. Do you think again? Do you think that that's something that that Nicholas Batum adjusted and, and decided? Okay, I'm not having a great tournament. I'm going to step back, or or was that a coaching decision? Well, I think it's more Batum's decision. Yeah, uh, stepping back and and trying to do some more creating stuff in the pick and roll or with Gobert. For example, Gobert was awesome for France, and Batum understood it. So he played a lot with Gobert and, and maybe Vincent Collet, the coach, uh, tried to, you know, put the players together for Batum to be comfortable. But I think Batum realized that, yeah, he's not having a good time. So let's try something else. And, and he's very mature. Uh, it's, Batum is someone that played, uh, he was pro like in 2005 and he, he has a really long career, uh, like already. It's been ten years he's playing pro, and he's only twenty six. 
So he's very mature and, and he understands what are the limits and what he can do to help. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, JB, for shedding some light on that Eurobasket performance and shedding some light on Nicholas Batum's game. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much. You can check out uh, JB's podcast at posterdunk.com. Ooh.